0: Foot, foot, Ooh. Feet, feet. Foot, foot. Ooh. Feet, feet. feet, feet foot, foot, foot. Welcome to Killer Kush.
1: A podcast where we smoke.
0: Foot, foot. Ooh. Feet,
1: feet.
0: Foot, foot. Ooh. Feet, feet. Foot, foot. And talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids.
1: Hey, my name's Lady Cocktenberg. My pronouns are they and she.
0: And my name's Namok. and my pronouns are he, him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're doing a double episode today, so we just recorded episode 11, Wow! Ow. and today it is episode 12, and we're doing a conspiracy episode this week, so we will be covering
0: Jean Bean. Jean Bean.
1: Jean Benin, Jean <laughs> Benin Ramsey. Jean
0: <laughs> Benin Ramsey. Okay,
1: when I was typing up this case, it kept, like, correcting Jean Benet to John Benier. <laughs> like, Jean <laughs> Benier Ramsey.
0: <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Yeah, so... We're very excited to cover this case. This we're is one of my so excited. Favorite case- this is my favorite true crime case. Once upon a time, is, but-
0: we found a portrait of a little blonde girl that looks like Jean Benet at oh. a thrift store. And we had it hanging in our apartment for the longest time. And when Katie and I, when Katie moved out.
1: When we broke up. When we broke up. When, yeah.
0: When we broke up, house broke up. Yeah. Uh, I, it was, I, we sent it with Katie because we were like, it just, you look so much like Jean
1: Oh, I love you know. JonBenet. Yeah, and I need her. She hangs in the mirror. Yeah, and then she recently some
0: people came into your apartment and they asked if it was a portrait of you when we were going to the bar oh, that no. night. Remember? I missed that. That was I so missed, funny. I don't that remember so that. That was so funny.
1: Wow, amazing. That's amazing. Um, you know, I guess it is a picture of me. I'm reincarnated.
0: I'm, I'm reincarnated Jean Bon. Jean
1: Bon. <laughs> Call me Katie Lady.
0: <laughs> Jon Bon it's Katie Lady. Um, Lady. <laughs>
1: We have a dance battle <laughs> not a be, dance battle she would be 27 years old if That's still insane. alive today yeah she'd be older than us like she'd interesting. be interesting yeah so um well i what's your vibe i was about to say you know let's get to smoking because i guess i'm just a little eager crack today. fiend yeah well i just needed it okay uh
0: <laughs> my vibe have? is really similar to last episode because we did it two hours ago yeah I'm feeling a little more tired now, but we did just open a cute little off-brand White Claw. Mm-hmm. and Sipping at it. We ordered some Uber Eats, and we're on the up and up. Indeed. So I feel hopeful. That's my vibe right now. Is I, My vibe is radiating hope.
1: Striving for success. Striving for success. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Motivational I can feel, speaker. I can
1: feel the hope radiating Radiating off of me you like it you like it yeah it's addictive it's like yeah say it slower look at me uh, do i want to kiss you look look at
0: me in my eyes
1: oh oh goodness your hope is so overwhelming (laughs) what if i just started crying (laughs) look into my eyes (laughs) on cue (laughs) just actual
0: tears start streaming (sighs) anyway what's your vibe my dude
1: i'm also a little tired Debating whether or not I should go out tonight. Don't you know. do it. We're
0: adults. We don't do that shit anymore. We're yeah, middle-aged. Yeah. We're middle-aged now, okay?
1: Isn't it sad to think... We're only 22, guys. To put this into... We're 22.
0: Basically middle-aged.
1: Yeah. Well, in this economy, that's the middle. We're not gonna... The <laughs> climate change. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is,
0: like, end game right now.
1: Yeah, but it's... Yeah, so that's my vibe. I'm feeling torn. I have a little bit of that post-high... Haze, you know, when you are finished being high, like you're not high anymore, you're yeah. just a little sleepy, you know,
0: like maybe yeah. a little hunky, a little hunky, a little sweepy. Yeah,
1: you just are like a little baby.
0: The whole time you were talking in my brain, I was like, I work for 10 hours tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, me too. Sure. And then I was
0: like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not in a sexy way, though, <laughs> <laughs>
1: in a depressed way, in
0: a depressed depression way, can be sexy. depression moan. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Feet. Does that make you feel better? Feet, foot. Yeah, bring it back. Feet, feet, foot, foot.
0: Feet, feet, foot, foot.
1: Feet, feet, foot, foot. Ooh. Feet, feet, foot, foot.
0: Anyway, <laughs> so that's what we're on right now. I think you should get on that with us.
1: Yeah, which is why we're going to give you this time to pause this podcast, but make sure to remember to turn it on. You know, maybe get out a broom or something. Maybe you could do your house chores. Yeah. Grab that weed. And let's get to smoking. Think fast! Ooh, feed, feed, food, food. Awesome. So, this week's episode is Dominay Ramsey. I'm just turning.
0: Sorry, our food was so good. We like sat there for a while and we were like, oh god, we gotta get back to it. Yes. Yeah, so we're never gonna move again.
1: <laughs> it was amazing. La uh, Mexicana! So know?
0: good every time. They're like taco bowls, very wide. Mm.
1: Makes it like
0: very good to like eat the shell as you go. They just think of everything.
1: Like the wasn't the salad inside the nacho crust? Does that? Yeah,
0: that's like yeah.
1: Is that normal?
0: That's standard.
1: Oh, dang! I don't order a lot of taco salads. I'll be real.
0: They're always good. They're like a safe thing to do no matter where you're going to get,
1: Hmm.
0: like Mexican food. Well, actually, that's probably a very American idea but
1: yeah so uh welcome 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 this is and I ramsey we're um hitting the roach right now
0: jean bomb
1: so uh, la, 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 la. i would like to thank
0: <laughs> la, 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 la.
1: Uh, thank you cnn bio- <laughs> biography.com my friends jason Cal for showing me this case i miss you and, jace miss you jace miss you Cal. and statement com.
0: statement analysis sounds legit
1: yeah, it was analyzing the note. We're gonna get into it. So I do want to say that I've. Um, we're not gonna be able to cover every single twist and turn that's in this case. I was really thorough with the timeline and like the mm, some deep cut details. But there's a lot of twists and turns and interviews and documentaries and this so could be many. like
0: a easy like people have done full seasons on Jean Binet. Like, yeah, it's so hard to compact a, such a large story that has so many details
1: yeah and it's it's still an unsolved open case like it's not closed so there's still people who are like dedicating their lives and time to this literally so it is a super famous case and y'all might have heard of it and the case remains officially and ongoing as i said however the boulder police uh, have never publicly commented on the handling of the case and they still haven't found the murderer and we're reaching (laughs) once again the 25 year anniversary since the murder of six-year-old john benay ramsey
0: Denver or Boulder Police be whack.
1: They are whack. And in general, this case is very compromised, which I feel like you run into with a lot of true crime, is the police just compromising the case. The case.
0: I think in almost every single one of the stories we've talked about, there's been, like, a weird police doing the wrong thing and the situation, Mm -hmm. which is making all of the evidence actually, like, why are they not trained properly?
1: That's a question that we should truly truly ask ourselves and then we should ask do we even want them and so... sometimes the
0: only <laughs> reform is abolishment
1: and oh samsung oh yes so i'm going to transport us to the year 1996 Okay. Are you imagining it?
0: I'm, I'm here. Nickelodeon is orange again. Nickelodeon. Slime is oh everywhere. Oh my
1: gosh, slime is seriously everywhere. Yeah, so the year is 1996. Slime is everywhere. John many Ramsey is also alive at this time. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs>
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: crazy. So she was an American child. Foot, foot. Beauty queen who lived with her family in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, she had originally lived with them in Atlanta. They lived in Atlanta for a little bit of her life. But... This is her father's second family. So she's got a few half-siblings. She's got a half-brother, half-sister, but she also has um, a full sibling, I suppose. I don't know, a sibling who lives with her in uh, her dad's new family. A full-blood. A full-blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and his name is Burke, and he's a big, big part of this case indeed. <clears throat> but... Burke
0: is such a weird name. Burke
1: is like, I just think Birkenstock...
0: Yeah, like, why that name? I, I thought it was Burt for the longest time. But that's an even like, worse name. Burt.
1: John Bonet and Burt.
0: Also, yeah, it's really hard for me to say Burke. Burke. I'm like Burke.
1: <laughs> Burke Ramsey. Burke. Yeah, it's very, like, rich person. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I'm too hick for it.
1: Yeah, simply can't do it. Buck. Buck Ramsey and John Bonet. John Bonet's name also, uh, her Bean. full name was John Bonet Patricia Ramsey. So John Bonet is her dad's name. And Patricia is her mom's name. They, so she is a child made from vanity and transformed into a beauty queen. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, so here's, this is a part that I do have a little bit of trouble with, okay? So Listening. she was in pageants, right? Mm-hmm. And a, I, I don't know about pageant culture. I was in a few pageants, okay, as a child.
0: Yeah, Katie said, I don't know about pageant culture, it was literal evidence of pageants. But
1: I, I was in pageant culture where everyone... One, like, everyone got a prize and a little trophy and things. And there weren't, like, simsuit competitions or, like, the things that are stereotypically, like, wrong with pageants. And I honestly, I don't know. We had interviews and things.
0: You were an ugly kid competition. <laughs> yes, That's all shut it up. was. I'm the cutest ugly That's kid all there it ever was. was. Jean Benet was out of your league.
1: Jean Benet was out of my league because she had her hair bleached. That's terrifying. And what? Then, but I Why? also, I don't know. I don't want to judge, like... I don't know if she really liked it, but then there's, like, I don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's hard to have, like, autonomy over your choices and your voice. As a child. Yeah.
0: Or even have proper guidance, you know, to make those choices for yourself.
1: Yeah. And she was, yeah. She, we don't really know if she liked pageants or not. I mean, she was six when she died, so we don't really know her take. But there's a lot of, like, you know, people are like, oh, that's disgusting that they put their child in pageants. And I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't know they yeah, the they're not
0: all the same way, Yeah, though.
1: but I will say, like, uh, uh, in a bunch of the articles that I was reading, she would do, like, dances and things in swimsuits, and there were open competitions, and in 1996, so a lot of people who maybe suspect, like, foul play of a stranger in this case are like, oh, well, she was in pageants, so maybe, like, some pedophile, like, walked in a pageant. and fell in love with her in a pageant or something. Yeah. So, anyways, the year hmm. is 1996. That's a little background. Love love and the date is now December 23rd 1996 the Ramses live in a wealthy neighborhood in Boulder and they're having a Christmas party and just this is like a, an inference but I think that they were big fans of Christmas at the time they were participating in a little house decorating neighborhood thing where they thoroughly decorated the inside and outside of their home and allowed neighbors to like come in and look at the decor this is also important to note because the party, along with the decorations being shown, means that there's, like, a lot of people in their house, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have touched their grabby little hands all over the Ramsey house. They yeah. A lot of Danic.
0: Isn't this a thing that they would do regularly, though? Like, they were known to have little open house, like... Yeah. Because their house was very big or something.
1: It, and they lived in a very, like, gated community, kind of, almost. Yeah. just, like, a lot of wealthy people. Mm-hmm. So they were like, wealthy neighbors, come and stare into my abode like they had a spiral staircase that led into their kitchen yeah yeah they had a a pretty nice house so anyways you know december 23rd they're having this party and 911 is called from inside the home however on january 10th and this is brought up um after john Bene's death they claim that this was just a drunk party guest who made this call and it was just like hang up so it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the case but it is interesting that it happened on december 23rd Mm. so good morning it's christmas it's December twenty fourth, nineteen ninety six. So John Bonnet gets Wait, a little
0: That's Christmas Eve. Twenty fourth. Isn't the twenty fourth Christmas Eve?
1: Yeah. No no no, but now it's December twenty fifth. Ooh. Feet feet. Foot foot.
0: Oh, I thought you said the twenty fourth.
1: Oh no no no. Now it's now it's December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. Okay, no, I'm
0: here not this year. I'm here on Christmas.
1: Yeah, so imagine like beautiful big house decorations oh yes
0: i'm there i'm living it
1: yes and burke ramsey was like eight or nine at the time i think nine Mm. yeah i want to say nine i'm high um (laughs) (laughs) so john bonnet gets a bike for christmas and the family leaves the house to attend a christmas party um at one of their friends houses so this is important because they left their house for six hours so after this party JonBenet gets ready for bed, and the family says that she is out for the night. She fell asleep in the car. Um, her dad carried her up. John carried her up at, like, 8 or 9 p.m., but they still got home kind of late. So some theories say that she snuck down the stairs after being put to bed, and she fought with her brother over a late-night snack of pineapple and, indeed, there was a can of open pineapple found on the counter of um, the kitchen. and The
0: pineapple is important.
1: The pineapple is important. And Take there note was, of the pineapple. There was undigested tropical fruit found in her stomach during the autopsy report that comes up later as well. So, so you know, December 25th, she falls asleep. Apparently, people think that she woke up at, like, you know, 10, 11 p.m., went downstairs, had a snack. Maybe. Maybe. That's all speculation. Um... So, we move to December 26th, 1996, and this is when she goes missing. So, Miss Patsy Ramsey, who was often described um, by the media as an overbearing pageant mom, however, um, you know, the media was very harsh on these parents, so we don't know very much about her, but she was definitely God-fearing. She would describe herself as a God-fearing woman. So, she wakes up at 5.30am to get some coffee in her system, and she is shocked to discover a -a two-and-a-half-page handwritten ransom note near the back stairs leading to the kitchen that says her daughter has been kidnapped. Ah! And here scary! Is, what? Yeah. Oh. Screen button. Woo!
0: Sorry, Elio's just sitting on it. Ah, Found it!
1: Yeah. Big cinematic screen, like, sinking to the floor, 5.30 a.m. The
0: drama. The
1: drama. Here is exactly what the letter said. It's a long letter, guys, so... Get ready. Um. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business. This word is spelled wrong. It's B-U-S-S-I-N-E-S-S. But not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our... At this time we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed and if you want to see her in 1997 you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw 118,000 from your account. 100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining 18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate sized attaché to the bank. When you get home, you we will put the money in a brown paper bag and i will call you between 8 and 10 a.m tomorrow to instruct you on delivery the delivery will be exhausting so i advise you to be rested if we monitor you getting the money early we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence a earlier pickup delivery of your daughter any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter you will also be denied her remains for proper burial the two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as the police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If, you, if we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You'll be scanned for electronic devices, and if, you are, if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement, countermeasures, and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under consistent scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory. And then it's signed S.B.T.C.
0: What the fuck was that? Oh my god.
1: It's two and a half pages, dude.
0: And Insane. Picture just finding that being like, damn, somebody sat down and wrote this. I yeah. bet their hand probably hurt after writing it.
1: Well, that that fucking letter, that fucking letter is the longest like ransom kidnapping note that the FBI has ever seen. They were like, This is fucking crazy. They're
0: like, Why so long?
1: Yeah. And it's seriously like one of the only pieces of evidence that this case has. Yeah. And it's so fucking weird. It's a weird ass ransom note, dude. It is not it's weird. And you know, um, we're gonna revisit this letter and analyze it like Really, I've got a thank line by line
0: thank God. analysis that statement
1: analysis helped me with. But first, uh let's get through this base info, and then we're you know, we'll dive into it right before conspiracies. So, you yeah. know how it said to not call 911 in the letter? Yeah, they yeah, call 911, stupid so, idiot,
0: dumb, dumb heads.
1: Yeah, I would you call 911?
0: I'd be honest, if I had that money. Well, I just never would be in this situation, I would never have that much money probably in my whole entire life.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. like...
1: Yeah. No, that's true. Like, and I don't know if I'd ever have, like, a, a child.
0: But also, if I did have that money, and I were to ever uh, procreate, uh, I would probably just yeah why money over my fucking child's life what yeah. just give them the money john just give them the money john
1: well and if it says not to call someone just like try the money thing first and then call them they'd understand yeah like
0: maybe do it and then if you don't you know what if you just listen to them john
1: just <laughs> grow a brain john you're not the only fat cat around
0: god john
1: so you know he, the, all that happens do you think that um,
0: every day he lives with the guilt that his daughter hasn't and found I hope he does.
1: Well, his daughter was found in the... Oh. His daughter's body was found, but they haven't... Or the killer,
0: life. I mean. Do you think he feels bad?
1: Well, that depends on whether or not he was involved in the murder. <laughs> but, probably. Like, his daughter's fucking dead. And, like, you're about to find out, but Patsy dies, too. Like, yeah, so his whole family's kind of dead, or, like, weird. So... They call 9 and 1. It's important to note that this is 6 a.m. the day after Christmas, so that means that a lot of the higher level, more skilled cops are not on duty, they're on holiday, so they're on the skeleton crew, and the Boulder police send some hodunk policemen to come and to check out this scene. So, the first policeman who gets there, Rick French, arrives and looks around the house, even pausing in front of the door where John uh body was later found, but apparently did not open it. Um, the stupid Ramses, idiot dum
0: dum head, why not? He was just
1: like peeking around because he was a stupid fucking cop. Like, he was like not a very skilled. Oh, no defamation. He wasn't properly prepared to handle the situation at hand.
0: Because of <laughs> the systematic foundation that be. We... Yeah,
1: mm hmm. Acap.
0: Cough, pig, so, cough.
1: So, uh, the Ramses also called their friends to let them know the situation. And one of John's friends named Fleet White came over to console his friend in... These
0: in people have weird-ass names. Why do these Fleet rich people White. have weird names? Why Jean is his name Burke. Fleet? Why is this... Jean Benet, Burke, This, this is the upper-class
1: This is America.
0: This is so weird. This feels dystopian. And it feels like a fake story. Suzanne Collins.
1: Suzanne Collins actually staged... Jean Bonnet. Oh my god, that'd We're be a get really interesting base exhibit you know like something Mm. banksy-esque like staging a murder i feel like that's very like anonymous artist stages a murder
0: oh that's literally that one movie with uh jake g jake gyllenhaal why'd
1: you call him jake g who calls him that? I've never heard him referred to as that.
0: You've never heard Jake G? No. <laughs> I guess you're just not friends with him like I am.
1: I'm sorry, I don't know him as. It
0: but it's it? that one where it's like an art house film, and he's bisexually he has sex with a man in it. And um, is it is that Brokeback
1: Mountain?
0: <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's called The Velvet Buzzsaw.
1: Oh, I hate that movie.
0: But it's basically what you just said. So in theory, they had that idea, and then you just didn't like how they executed it.
1: Yeah. Well. Actually, I can't say I remember it 100% clearly, but it was felt like it was really long. Maybe. I don't it's think it's that
0: resolution. long of a movie.
1: Exactly. But you know when you're like watching something, you're like, this is the longest fucking thing that I've ever seen with my the own The first time eyes. I watched it,
0: I didn't love it. The second time I watched it, I enjoyed it more. I think yeah. that you can't expect it to be more than what it is.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Horror movies are either really good or like, really like, horror movie, kind of cheesy camp, I
0: It's like art house. Yeah. Camp. Yeah. I don't know, it's good. And it's Jake G. Love him.
1: Sexy. So, anyway, so... Back to John B. So, the Ramses called their friends. Mr. Fleet White came to console John and help with the investigation. And I may be wrong, but I believe, like, his wife or, like, some friends of Patsy's were also there and began, like, cleaning the fucking house. Like cleaning the house and reading the evidence. Why?
0: Why would you clean the house? Why would so, you clean uh, the house?
1: The police like thought that it was just like a missing person's case and they didn't know that it was like a murder investigation yet. However, it was a crime scene. And the either only way thing it they was a crime off scene. Was Jean bedroom.
0: Like how does that fucking make sense?
1: Like they shouldn't have allowed that many people to come in over. In the house. And like they They shouldn't
0: have allowed anybody in the house.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't have. But they were on the skeleton crew, they were hodunk police, bro yeah like they i don't know stupid, they just were not stupid. very stupid ever so the first detective to arrive at the scene was in the early afternoon and her name was linda ardent um i or, like the or, name sorry, linda later in the morning later in the morning she wasn't there yeah, she was later in the morning okay was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. in the morning thank you thank you yeah um so <laughs> her name was linda ardent and, um, she enlisted the help of John and White to search the house top to bottom, which is weird. Shouldn't have, like, the family involved. Like, they should be suspects until, like, proven not guilty. Like, these people should have been locked down. They should have gotten statements from them. They didn't do anything of that sort. So, you know, this Linda says that John is getting a little anxious, a little rambunctious. 10 a.m. has passed. Like, no one mentioned it, though. Like, John and Patsy didn't mention that it was 10 a.m. So, oh. which is when they were supposed to call. So, which, Uh, if I... I don't know. A lot of people are like, if I were a parent in that situation... I would have...
0: Yeah, that would have been the first thing in my fucking mind, is what time do I have to call to make sure my daughter is alive?
1: Yeah, but they just weren't worried about it. Like, no one mentioned it. No one brought it up. So, that means that they were, you know... Also, if
0: you told the story to police, hopefully the police are also like, let's keep our eye on 10 a.m. Like...
1: No, but all of them are kind of like, ah,
0: fuck. It's (laughs) so early. Dang it. I
1: haven't had my coffee yet. Uh, Oh. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, so...
0: But also, I feel bad for this person that came in and is oh, like... Linda? You fucking... Are you stupid? <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? Well, but
1: Linda's also kind of stupid because she's like, hey, John, you look a little fidgety. Which is suspicious to me. And she's like, search the house from top to bottom. But he doesn't go from top to bottom. He goes from bottom to top, which is, I don't know, I guess it doesn't really matter... But
0: the age-old question are you a bottom <laughs> or are you which way yeah. do you go
1: well and he went bottom so uh, he was Of Yes, he did he's a bottom and so he goes to the basement with fleet white and he opens a cellar and finds john Ram- john benet ramsey's body um and so wah,
0: wah, wah. Wah.
1: his friend fleet said that before he had turned on the light in this little cellar room he had gone oh god like, before he could even, like, see anything, which a lot of people speculate that, like, oh, well... Why did he, he say, um, oh, God? Before he even saw a body, question mark, before the light was even on? Just, like, yeah. Like, why did he say, oh, God? Hmm. Was there, like, a smell or something, or was, like, Fleet not as adjusted to the light? I don't know. It, that, that's something that could be explained away, or used as evidence, sort of against Yeah, because who was
0: there with him?
1: Uh, Fleet White.
0: No, but Fleet White and nobody else, right? No,
1: it's just John and Fleet.
0: So, how do we know that he said, oh, God, before turning on the light? Because
1: Fleet was there, and he said that.
0: About himself?
1: No, about John. About John. Yeah.
0: Oh, John said, oh, God, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Fleet did.
1: Stony things. Stony things. Yeah. No, but I might have actually not said that. Yeah, so John said, oh, God, before opening the door. So, oh. Fleet have said that to, like, the cops afterwards. And as soon as he saw her, um he picks up the body and um like tears off the duct tape she was found strangled um
0: why would you touch the Mm -hmm. body
1: yeah well and also linda had told them before going to the basement She was like don't fucking touch anything if you find anything yell for us get our attention but don't touch anything um but he did and it does make sense like if you're a parent you know like you'd want to touch the body of your child but it looks like, um, she'd been strangled in her neck and Yeah, but if you just... Wait,
0: if you just got in trouble for touching the crime scene from an investigator and then they say, hey, we're gonna now look. If you see anything, don't touch anything. You already fucked up once. Don't touch it. Yeah. And then he touches it? Girlie, get yeah. it together.
1: Well, and it does make sense, though. If you're, like, a grieving parent, like, if you saw, like...
0: Yeah, I don't know, though. I mean...
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I It it can be argued either way, truly. Yeah. Because it's like, that could be seen as him being like, oh, I'm gonna purposely deface the evidence. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I'm gonna play it off as grief, and...
0: Or even if it's out of stupidity.
1: Yeah, I was know? just a stupid like, idiot. <laughs> he was, yeah. Stupid idiot.
0: Dumb, dumb head.
1: God-fearing family. You
0: um,
1: Don't sue us for defamation. This is all just a joke. Um, I'm saying that because apparently Burke Ramsey is um, suing, like, uh, some network for defamation for saying that he might have done it. So all of this is just conspiracy. And we
0: also don't think you did it, Burke. Yeah, we. God, yeah. You look very nest. young. I saw that interview of you four years ago on Doctor Phil. You yeah. look young.
1: Not suspicious at all.
0: Yeah, very full of life.
1: Yeah. Unlike your sister. So. (laughs) um, Oh, my God. uh, So, Uh. John Ramsey picks up the body and runs screaming upstairs. And later, Ardent moved the body close to the Christmas tree. Um, But once again, by moving the body, the evidence is tainted. So, at 1045 p.m., the Boulder County coroner's team removed the six-year-old John Bonnet from the house. So, she's dead.
0: That is just so sad. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it is. Just
0: losing your child is a really sad thing, especially when it happens in these ways. There's a, it made like national headlines, but there's a little girl missing from the QC named Briasia who I think was found, but it was just like seeing a parent just so lost. It's so sad. Yeah. One of the reasons why I don't want to be a parent.
1: You're a dog parent.
0: Yeah, but.
1: It's different. They don't
0: go far from me. Yeah.
1: I love those guys, though.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> they're cool, whatever.
1: Um, December 29th, 1996, the Ramseys cooperate with the authorities. This is the first time that they um give a statement. She... Ever? Yeah, it's been two days, or three days. It, the That's so They long. didn't take a statement. Yeah, so by this time, they could have, like, made, made up a, a story, story together, made yeah. made it, like, proof. they could have practiced. I don't know, you know? So, the family goes to the Boulder police station and they willingly give um, all their hair, blood, handwriting samples. And the police state that um, John's grown children, John and Melinda, who were out of town when the murder occurred, were not suspects. They didn't get their DNA sampled. Okay. So, on December 29th, the family flies to Atlanta just days after the murder and the ramses go back to their former hometown mind you on the day of the murder on december 26th the detectives were like you guys can't be in the house for a few days because we have to like do dna samples and so john was heard on the phone trying to buy tickets to atlanta on the day that his daughter got killed he was trying to flee town and they were like no dude like okay
0: literally everything is like big arrows pointing at him
1: no seriously and he called his private pilot like what why are you wealthy god
0: wealthy god
1: Mm -hmm. so december 31st um 1996 john benet's funeral is held the six-year-old is laid to rest in marietta georgia next to her older half-sister elizabeth who had died in a tragic car accident in 1992.
0: do you know how old elizabeth was
1: no but she was old enough to drive
0: oh yeah that makes sense
1: so some way damn
0: two two kids a rataro reggie. That's really rough.
1: Yeah, John had a rough time, um, and there were about two hundred friends and family who attended the ceremony for John Bonet.
0: Yeah, well, they were well known, yeah, and it's a kid, well and I feel like the community always comes out for a kid dying. Yeah, even if people barely knew the kid.
1: It's the most tragic death, one might argue. Yeah. The death of a child. Unnecessarily the death of a
0: child. A memoir. Yeah,
1: because they haven't done anything yet.
0: By the reincarnation of Jean Venet.
1: <laughs> the death of the child. Foot, foot. Oh. Feet, feet, foot, foot. Ooh. Feet, feet, foot, foot. Oh, okay. So January 1st, 1997, um, John and Patsy do an interview, uh, which they, quote, they said, um, it was, quote, very difficult, unquote, <laughs> which is a funny thing to say about an interview <laughs> Yeah, what? when they chose to do it, too, um... So, they had a 45-minute long interview to CNN from Atlanta, where they were now staying with family, and the Boulder police had been reassuring the community that there wasn't a murder on the run, but Patsy on television said, there's a serial killer, or, sorry, there's a killer on the loose. If I were resident of Boulder, I would tell my friends to keep your babies close to you. There's someone out there. She added, America is suffering because you have lost faith in the American family. <laughs>
0: She said, I hate gay people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Citing the example of the mystery of what had really happened with OJ Simpson. And she also said, we are a Christian God-fearing family. We love our children. We would do anything for our children. Um, I don't know. Weird. It's a very difficult... Do we know if
0: the Ramseys are anti-vaxxers?
1: They would be. I feel like they would be. I don't know. I can't say much about Burke.
0: Show me the data. Yeah, Yeah. Burke, we're not talking about you anytime we say the Ramseys.
1: And we're not talking about John Binet. Because she's dead.
0: She's dead. I don't know if you forgot, but... Yeah,
1: just in case you didn't know. And we're not talking about Patsy, because she's dead, too. Or (laughs) Marionetta. Because she's dead.
0: So, there's only...
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's only a few still kicking. And we're talking about you. (laughs) <laughs> so are uh, gonna of... be in court one day and
0: that's gonna play
1: <laughs> if this podcast ever like gets more than 10 listens <laughs> we're
0: pulling this episode down
1: <laughs> literally we'll just censor out all of this part so uh you know a lot of people thought that this interview made the ramses look cold and suspicious their faces were semi-blank there weren't a lot of tears and this made a heyday for the media
0: yeah, so often the media just runs away with things like that though. I mean, picture the media climate at the time. That's like the same it's starting the same frenzy that like Britney Spears uh totally. Amanda Knox.
1: Well, and this was trailing the O.J. case. Yeah, so O.J. We have there are so the many first strange yeah. trial of that sort. The
0: media began yeah. to like Yeah trash take over and really drag everybody that's involved with the case even if they're not actually guilty but because it was so accessible Mm -hmm. it's when like theories that the individual started coming up with became so much like it became a snowball effect you know
1: completely and they really could just slander anyone with like the slightest quote with the a segment of an interview they could form a whole case story and it's like gossip magazines and things you know like yeah yeah, That's, it was the 90s. Yeah. It was the 90s. So, they really slandered the parents. Like, very, they really criticized them everywhere. Um, and on January 2nd, 1997, investigators followed the family to Georgia, and a team of five detectives, um, they just, like, flied to Atlanta, according to CNN, and the investigators were shocked when the Ramseys granted a TV interview since they claimed to be too emotional to talk to the police. So they, Yeah.
0: Huh, interesting. You don't wanna to talk to the police, but you wanna
1: to- They were so mad that they flew out there. Can we talk about that? They were like, It's okay, they're grieving, like they're a little sad, but wait a little bit. They saw that interview, they said You're Fuck it.
0: fucking lying. <laughs> we're going tonight. <laughs> You're fucking lying.
1: Yeah. So January third, nineteen ninety seven, detectives, um reveal that the ransom note was written inside the house, um, and they announced that it was just written on a pad and paper inside, meaning it was likely written after the murder, um, and the pen and notepad that had been used were returned to the exact same place, and there was also an imprint on the pad that, like, looked like there had been a draft letter of some sort that had been abandoned after a half page or something, mm. but they never found, like, the draft. If, Interesting. Yeah. So, um... The, uh, during this time, January 3rd, John and Patsy returned to Boulder, and, um, the Boulder cops also went to Charlevoix, Michigan, to search through the summer home that the Ramsey family owns.
0: (laughs) How many homes do they have? Bro, they're like, they're
1: in Atlanta and Michigan and Colorado. Uh,
0: Colorado? Like what? Three? Three? Do you need them all?
1: Of course. You don't need three homes.
0: I mean, they only, they're down a kid. (laughs) They don't, I don't know if they need the third anymore. they got a
1: home for each family member.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) So. Burke sued for the Colorado one.
1: No. Actually, there's someone who lives in the Colorado one. I've driven past it before. Really? Yeah, you can, like, look at pictures on the internet. You guys should look. There's actually pictures from the crime scene that can be found on the internet. And then there's also, like, so many Reddit tunnels. And there's, like, a more modern zillow posting of when the house mm. was sold i think it was like 2015 or something
0: interesting yeah. is it cute
1: uh it's, it's very 80s really. ah you know that no,
0: hasn't been touched
1: yeah and they did like some renovations to the living room area. it looks like but not much not much not my taste particularly mm. cool, though. <laughs> not
0: in my taste particularly
1: no, interest interested. but you know so uh, this letter right so on march 7th um a, an expert analysis confirmed that John didn't write the ransom note, but said that there's a chance that Patsy might have. Um, they based this on the fact that it was a feminine handwriting, but it was written in ballpoint pen, which is, like, historically the hardest handwriting um, thing to analyze. Like, it's really hard to analyze, like, an ink ballpoint pen.
0: Interesting. So. I feel like I nearly always write in ballpoint.
1: So you could be a murderer. And no one would know.
0: Twenty
1: <laughs> <laughs> five people are a murderer. <laughs> Don't trust
0: Me looking around the house like <clears throat> Oh. The oh. dogs <laughs> peering from <laughs> around the corner.
1: They're like, there's a ghost in our house. <laughs> our house. Oh. Cute. All right.
0: Our house.
1: In the sort of right part of the street
0: triangulating us, they're gonna find us, they're gonna find us.
1: So, so, a handwriting analysis expert does that, and then on March 8th, 1997, the police searched the Ramsey's home in Michigan, um, they were looking for the unrehearsed handwriting samples to see if Patsy wrote the ransom note, um, but they didn't find anything, and then April 19th, day before 420, our anniversary, John Benet's parents become the prime suspects, and, um, According to CNN, they said, like, obviously there's a focus on these people, um, or the Boulder DA said that to CNN. His name is Alex Hunter. April 30th, 1997, Patsy is questioned for six and a half hours, and formal interviews are conducted with John and Patsy, um, John for two hours and Patsy for six and a half, these new statements. Damn, they
0: really drilled Patsy.
1: Yeah, they did. Well, because she, her handwriting was a possible match. You know, yeah, and I do dismissed. like those
0: theories about her writing it. Yeah, and the verbiage on the nine one one call.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yep.
0: Do you talk about that at all?
1: No, we didn't talk about it on the night we talked about it.
0: I don't remember much of it, but it's something about the grammar that she uses in reference to Jean Benet on the nine one one call that isn't the language that mothers normally use when talking about their injured child it like depersonalized their relationship yeah um well and that like, could also just be like a rich person slip up because rich people don't have very many feelings you know
1: or shock even too, like or shock
0: but i mean that study would be any parent losing their child would be in shock you know like that already would have a shock factor as part of it it was just depersonalizing like detaching away from
1: yeah
0: and that just isn't it's a really 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 uncommon thing for parents to do yeah not saying it couldn't have happened but
1: It, it seems it makes it seem like it might be more rehearsed yeah like you know
0: there's hard there's facts out there somewhere about it. but yeah. I just don't know them off the top of my head.
1: Well and in the um analyzed like police call, nine one one call, mm-hmm. um they found that Burke was in the background, like asking something.
0: Yeah. And
1: they had said that Burke was asleep
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they made the nine one one call. Yeah. So Lie, lie, lie. lie. So yeah. um she's drilled for six and a half, he's drilled for two, and <laughs> these new statements replaced the initial ones that were made Um, on December 28th, May 2nd, 1997, um, the victim's parents talked to the local press, including Nine News, and John stumbled over his daughter's name and addressed the rumors of her being possibly sexually molested. Um, as in the autopsy, there was a sign of, like, a, like, vaginal damage, but not necessarily signs of, like, what they would say Mm -hmm. is traditional rape.
0: Blood droplets on her underwear.
1: And they had, like, wiped her, um her vaginal area like some sort of cloth it seemed so but he um a lot of people had said that uh john had maybe sexually molested her um and killed her and he addressed those rumors and called them uh the most hurtful innuendos and patsy said i'm appalled that anyone would think that john or i would be involved in such a hideous and heinous crime but let me reassure you i did not kill john benet
0: she said, I don't know about him, but me. Not me, girl. Yeah, I did
1: not kill John Him, maybe.
0: Me, maybe. mm-mm. I can
1: only speak for myself, but I didn't kill that bitch. I, I
0: actually didn't do it. Her, like, looking at him, like...
1: I wink. I, I... I... Didn't me. do it. Blink twice if you're safe, Patsy. Oh, she can't. She's She's blinking dead. forever in heaven. Ew. Or not.
0: We don't believe in that here. Get out of town.
1: She's blinking forever as, like, a dog reincarnated... July 14th, 1997, um, the previously sealed autopsy results are released, they confirm a deep uh, ligature around the victim's neck and another right around the wrist, evidence that she was bound and strangled, and they also say that blood and abrasions were found in the girl's vaginal area, that she was struck on the head violently enough to cause bleeding, and an 8.5 inch fracture um, to her skull. She had also been strangled to the garret, which is a wire or cord that's used to strangle someone with a piece of a paintbrush. Um, the rest of the brush wasn't found, but...
0: DIY.
1: DIY (laughs) garret! Do you know what a garret is?
0: Yeah, it's a wire tied between two normal, like, sticks, and you tie it and apply pressure, and it normally slices through the esophagus and aorta, so it normally like if you pull tight enough it's supposed to be strangulation and like cutting at the same time not necessarily beheading i think that would like to get through bone with a garret would be like you'd have to have like a lacerated garret but yeah. it definitely is like have you ever been, like, using string and you slide it against your hand and, like, the string cuts you? Yeah. Picture that against your neck, but with a wire. Like, your neck is a very Oof. sensitive area.
1: Yeah, that would hurt so fucking much. Yeah. And something that a lot of people who don't believe, um, the who think that the murderer is outside the family say, is that the garret would, like, applying a garret and, like, strangling someone who's, like, your child or your family It member. takes time, yeah. Yeah, and it it would, I imagine you'd have to be kind of, like emotionally detached from that person to do that. Like that would be hard, like traumatic.
0: Yeah, to do that to your own child. Yeah.
1: So on um January fifteenth, nineteen ninety eight, Ramsey's refused to interview. Um they were asked to review evidence uh before giving more interviews to the police, but they rejected this request, according to the Denver Post. And then January twenty ninth, nineteen ninety eight, um two months after the police requested the parents hand over the clothes they were wearing the night of the crime the ramses turned in two shirts and a pair of pants and a sweater so mind you it's 1998 now so that's like so it's a month long after long. the murder it's yeah. a month after the fucking murder and they're just yeah. handing over the clothes they can wash those bitches literally they didn't even know if those are the actual clothes
0: that they wore yeah
1: yeah so june 10th through 12th john benet brothers burke is questioned this is the first time um he was nine at the time of the crime and he is the only other one who was known in the house uh, um sorry <laughs> in my notes i said he is now 11 <laughs> um in real life he's, he's only 11. 11 years old Woo! <laughs> um <laughs> but burke was the uh, only other one who was known to be in the house that night and he the, this was the first time he was questioned then on august 6th the denver detective steve thomas resigned he called the case um crippled and he wrote an eight-page resignation letter saying that the office was crippled, the case elements had been thoroughly compromised, and um, Governor Roy Romer inquired as to whether or not he needed to step in, and he eventually uh, does step in.
0: Can we talk about how the detective was like, yeah, no, this is too fucked up, I can't do this. Yeah, all y'all, like, y'all, y'all fucked.
1: fucked up.
0: Yeah, well, oh, you're on your up. own, kid. <laughs> you're yeah. on your own.
1: I would rather resign. Then then we'll deal on this with case. this yeah yeah and there were a lot of resignations actually like throughout this case and it was really heavily criticized by media like this was all over the tabloids like this is a popular case
0: yeah that line about the being familiar with the police in the letter is very interesting with the resignations
1: oh that is true like the police might have and there could have been some foul play with that like, the police hiding evidence. With
0: how ignorant this case was handled.
1: Well, It's, like, it's comical how terrible yeah. they did this. Yeah. They were not very good.
0: They were not very <laughs> good. They
1: were not very good. Um, so, on August 20th, Burke's voice is reportedly overheard, as I said on the 911 call. Um, they'd originally said that he was asleep uh, until the police arrived, but it was enhanced and he was heard in the background. Then, October 13th, the grand jury began uh, hearing... Um, Well, (laughs) the
0: grand jury begins hearing
1: (laughs) (laughs) the grand jury begins the hearing and um they learn about the forensic evidence the dna here blah 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 all that stuff from the scene and they also tour the family home in boulder nine days later then we skip forward a few months we go to january 28th 1999 this is a whole year later guys a year and a month a teddy bear take center stage for investigators um and they were trying to appeal to an online community of finding information about a santa claus teddy bear that was reportedly found in john room and they hoped that by finding the manufacturer where it was sold they could like link more dots or get someone to you know find they didn't recognize the teddy bear basically the family was like oh
0: do you talk about the santa theory at all no so, one of the theories is the neighborhood guy that would play Santa at these parties, his name is Bill something. I think he actually died recently and his wife was, like... He was honestly just a sweet old man and he just got dragged through the rest of his life because of this. But due to that thing and, like, the doll, Santa doll being found and then uh, John had said that there was a special a special secret that was the exact terminology a special secret santa coming and then one of Jean Benet's friends uh said that god, what is it said something about like oh no santa comes like tomorrow and, like, and tomorrow in the morning. And then John was like, no, the Special Santa's coming, like, tomorrow night. Like, my Special Santa comes tomorrow night. Blah, blah, blah. That is fucked up. Yeah.
1: Who the fuck is Special and Santa? And then
0: there was... There's this online by... I think it was... Oh, I don't remember what, like, documentary YouTube thing was doing it. But they went to the little girl that was hanging out with John mm-hmm. that heard that conversation. And apparently... Her, her husband was the only person home because they were cold doing it. Like, they were just cold calling it. And yeah. the husband was like, never come back. She's been braided her whole life about this. She doesn't need you, yada, yada. Because apparently, like, because she's a part of the case from that tiny thing, she's been, like, attacked. Which is really sad and scary. Yeah, I but interesting a lot of that a people attacked
1: with this case, too. They had 400 That stuff
0: attacks. was there. Yeah, insane, yeah. right? But that whole story is really interesting to me no,
1: that is really interesting that's yeah there's a lot of i
0: don't think that was a real thing though like i don't think that he that old sweet man did it they did say though that like bill whatever his last name was was a kind of like creepy old dude he had to have i think open heart surgery and went in with a letter that a little kid had wrote him like holding it in his hand oh wait but
1: that's kind of which is like
0: cute but also a little a little weird yeah but cute. But it depends Sweet. on yeah.
1: I guess like the issue too with this is it happened kind of a long time ago, so a lot of these people are like dead or dying or like imprisoned or but yeah. b- but like so it's it's harder and harder to solve it as time mm-hmm. continues because Everybody's, yeah. everyone's dying. So you know, throughout this case many officers and investigators resigned or stepped down and on March eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine, Linda Ardent stepped down due to heavy criticism. That's the original FBI agent who stepped on the case on the first day. Everybody's
0: like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. I can't
1: do this shit anymore. I am
0: out of well, here. Well, it
1: kind of goes along with, like, that little girl being harassed. Like, everyone is harassing these people, you know? Which, I get it, I get it. Because it is like, solve the fucking case, you stupid bitches. But,
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. I imagine there's, you know, yeah. The police deserve it. But. That <laughs> <laughs> um, That part. October thirteenth, nineteen ninety nine, the district attorney says there isn't sufficient as evidence to charge anyone in the murder. And then on March seventeenth, two thousand, the Ramsays published a book. Um, it was called *The Death of Innocence*, and it was about their daughter's murder, along with the publicity campaign to promote it. And then on May 24th in 2000, they hold a press conference to announce that lie detector tests confirmed they are innocent in the death of their daughter. However, the test wasn't run by the FBI, <laughs> and it wasn't acceptable. They said,
0: hey, look, we did this test. Please take it. Look, we're innocent. I promise. <laughs> Michael, we didn't do it. <laughs> I pinky promise. promised. Was their
1: friend with, like, a broken lie detector.
0: Literally. I pinky promise just, like, the Burke draw- drawing on a piece of paper really? scribbles. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> no.
0: They are telling the truth.
1: Yeah, so they didn't accept that. They were like, "You fucking bitches, stop." But they yeah. were cleared via DNA. So, okay. they were cleared.
0: The DNA though is a split DNA out of however many like 19 parts of DNA yeah. have has been from so it's like not just one person that's DNA was found on Jean Benet.
1: Yeah, which is actually another theory. That it was multiple people who killed John Bonet. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, on June twenty fourth, two thousand six, Patsy dies of cancer, um, with no answer in at the time of her death. Uh, Patsy, who's a former pageant queen, passed away at the age of forty nine, from ovarian cancer, which she had been diagnosed with, um, stage four cancer in nineteen ninety three. So she had cancer when John bonnet died as well.
0: That's sad.
1: She was buried next to John Bonet. Oh. Yeah. So now we're going to dive a little more into this letter. Yes. The biggest piece of evidence. Yes. So this case is obviously all about the letter. They were really relying on this to solve the case. All of the other DNA had sort of been compromised. You know, um, the police working the case were just idiots. Um, and the big intention is, what is the intent? Sorry. The big question is, what is the intention of the writer? Is it to extort money from the Ramseys or was it a note written uh, as a ploy after John Payne was killed? So, like, determining this is very important, and if the note is legitimate, then we know that the kidnapping went bad, and this would exclude the Ramseys as possible subjects, because um, why would they kidnap their own child and demand money from themselves? If the note is fraudulent, then we know that this is a murder made to look like a kidnapping, and anyone could be a possible subject. So, one of the Suspect. first- Suspect? Subject. Anyone could be a possible subject. <laughs> <laughs> Suspect. <laughs> We're all subjects to capitalism. Um,
0: that part...
1: One of the first things that we notice is that it's a very long, ransom note, so most are short and to the point. Um, you know, we'll have your kid, she's safe, it'll cost you this much, don't call the police, blah blah blah. But this one is written on three fucking pieces of paper. It's two and a half pages. So this is the first clue that it might be bogus. Um, there's a line that says, we are a group of individuals, so like that doesn't make sense because every group is made up of individuals. Yeah. It's just a lot of extra words.
0: Yeah, it is very it's flamboyant.
1: Weird. We are a group of individuals. And then they say that they represent a small foreign faction. So the word small doesn't make sense because they'd want to have power. Seem
0: large, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then they also um, use the word foreign, which makes it sound as if they're foreigners, but foreigners wouldn't call themselves foreigners. Uh, so it makes it sound like they're trying to separate themselves like from the Ramses, kind of like, we're foreign, we're foreign, we're not connected. Yeah. And
0: bring it outside the house
1: exactly. But if they were foreigners, wouldn't they like list something? I don't know, it just a used? more
0: specific organization,
1: or why would they say it at all, too? You know, yeah. it's just weird. Um, later it says we respect your business, it's just weird because, like, when you're writing a ransom note, you should write with a purpose. So it feels like by saying this, like, if Patsy Ramsey was maybe by chance. The author of this ransom note, whether she killed her herself, whether John killed her, whether Bert killed her, if someone in the family killed her, then it seems like she's distancing herself from the company by saying like we respect your business um, and protecting like the business, the source of income. Um, but it, it's just weird. Like people wouldn't be like we respect your business in a yeah. ransom you know. Um, and they also yeah, say, Yeah, that is
0: really weird.
1: It's all of it's just a little weird, you know? It's two and a half pages. They were, why rambling.
0: be there? Yeah,
1: yeah. They say, We have your daughter in our possession. The shortest way is usually the way that people would. Well, write so that it just takes a out.
0: lot of time.
1: Yeah, to properly phrase everything in these long ass sentences, like, it's very strange that they're being so specific. Yeah, you know, because every word should mean something, you mm-hmm. know? And they're just writing a lot of them. And then the amount, so the eighteen or 118000 mm-hmm. Um, So the kidnapper may have known that the Ramseys were wealthy, but how did they know that they had that exact amount in their account? Most people would just say, get this amount of money, and we don't care where you get it from, just get it. But it's strange, because that amount of money is exactly how much that the uh, John Ramsey had received from his Christmas bonus from work. So that assumes that whoever uh... wrote this letter would have to know that he got that exact amount in his Christmas bonus, but they had said we respect your business, separating themselves from business. So how did they find it? Was it on the counter? Was it in the trash? Like, did they watch the Ramseys for a long period of time? How would they yeah, know how did that they
0: amount? Know? Were yeah. they working for the company?
1: Exactly. It's just very strange that they said that. Yeah. And then they also said bring an adequate sized attaché, which is so fucking funny. Like very.
0: F- gay word
1: they had an accent placed over it the e in attache mm. most people if they're gonna write that word like first i want to use that fucking word it's not normal
0: <laughs> yeah We <laughs> don't
1: live in the 1800s but also why was there an accent placed over the e uh but it might have been because the authorities wanted um sorry the writer wanted the authorities to believe that john Bonet was kidnapped by a foreign faction who maybe used those in their language but it also might have been because John Bonet's name had a little accent over it, and Patsy Ramsey was accustomed to using an accent when writing her daughter's name. So it was Boom. just very interesting that there was that, and there, they switch the pronouns a lot in this. So usually, like language would reflect if it was a group, but they use I when they should say like we will call you. They say I will call you. Um, but then they also like, uh, they say I advise you to be rested, which is fucking weird that they say. Advise you to be rested. Yeah. It's like a. It's weird. Why? Do you care? The
0: verbiage and also. Why do you care? The I part is like they said we're a group of individuals, so maybe he feels comfortable talking to him directly.
1: Yeah, if it's like one person writing. If it was like a group. If it was a group of individuals, I just imagine them all being like write this write this. yeah write this, like, this instead try this yeah. no write this and a lot of things were misspelled and like scratched out but then it doesn't make sense like a word like attache was spelled correctly but things yeah. like business were spelled incorrectly
0: yeah it doesn't make sense
1: yeah it makes it seem like someone's trying to seem stupid mm-hmm. so uh there's also several movie references found in the ransom note so Dirty this Harry, is the
0: funniest part
1: literally okay i think the funniest part of the letter is when he's like don't you're not the only fat cat around <laughs> yeah it's just it's so fucking funny um but they have foot foot ooh. feet feet foot foot ooh, feet feet foot foot. feet foot foot so in the movie dirty harry um inspector harry callahan who's clint eastwood is looking for a man who kidnapped a little girl and um he tells him several times over the phone like the girl dies instead of like the girl will die which is what they say in the letter um but in that movie the girl was already dead and um john Bonet could have already been dead so that movie been a magic movie magic uh and they also use a lot of exclamation points but it's weird that they don't use an exclamation point after she dies it's just very casual and they also switch between saying mr ramsey at the beginning to eventually using john which is very casual it assumes that they personal him. yeah yeah so,
0: what didn't uh, John also love movies?
1: I didn't know that. I believe it. I believe it. I'm that pretty sure he did. I'm
0: pretty sure he did.
1: If he was like, "Oh my God, so write this, Patsy, she, she dies. She yeah. dies. Write that.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I would have to Google it, but
1: yeah, I like the theory. We'll call it. A theory. We'll call it a theory. Yeah, An but idea. maybe fact. Um, it's also as you were saying with like the wording, so. The word hence is used a lot in this letter, Uh and hence isn't a word that's used very often, but Patsy's actually been seen saying it a few times. For example, in their 1997 Christmas message that said, had there be no birth of Jesus, there would be no hope for eternal life, and hence, no hope of ever being with our loved ones again. So, this Hmm. would, you know, be a phrase they adopted, you know, um...
0: Interesting. Yeah, so
1: many experts... Hence believe that uh this was a ransom letter that was made to look like a kidnapping and i do think this ransom note is not necessarily a legit ransom note or written by idiots <laughs> yeah I, mean.
0: I don't think you're to either of those things either. there i think somebody purposely wrote it yeah like in i think somebody from inside the house most likely
1: yeah i wrote don't it. necessarily know if it's the family i want to say that i don't I'm know not, if
0: it's the family yeah but um, I think maybe even if they did find her body and, yeah. like, wrote something to try to make it seem something so they had publicity, you know? Like something the ransomers like that. or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or if they, like, accidentally killed her uh-huh. or something. Or, like, strangled the garret too tight when they were just trying to, like, put it around her yeah. at the time. You know, like, maybe... I don't know. hmm Who knows? Who but knows?
0: Nobody will ever know.
1: We'll explore some of the theories now. Yeah. So oh, we're in theory mode? We're in theory mode. Would you like to go first, Vic?
0: Uh, yeah, I can go first. Woo! So I have a few theories. Uh, I'm doing outside the family, you're doing inside the family, correct? Indeed. Uh, I don't do one main one that Katie asked me if I was doing, which is the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. I don't do that one.
1: Some people think it was the housekeeper, but it's like kind of... Like, that girl who was
0: harassed, where it's, like, it's not that scary. Yeah, it's not that. So, anyway, uh, surprisingly, half of my information comes, like, directly from Rolling Stone. Woo! And the other half comes from this docu-mini-series that I watched okay. th- from Insider. Okay. Anyway, so, from Rolling Stone, Gary Oliva, Oliva... Don't know how to say it. It's like Oliver but no ER, it's just an A. Oliver.
1: Oliver.
0: Gary Oliver. Gary Oliver. Was a thirty two year old known sex offender in Boulder, Colorado when Jean Venet was found strangled to death in what looked like a potential sexual assault given that there was dro- uh blood droplets on her underwear. The convicted pedophile had been living in the area on and off when the police allegedly found a magazine cutout of JonBenet Ramsey in his backpack after he was apprehended on drug charges in 2000. Uh, he was soon released, but suspicions remained. The Ramsey's longtime private investigator, Ollie Gray, once referred to Oliva's, that's also hard, Ollie Gray. Ollie I mention him again later. Beautiful. Uh... Anyway, refers Oliva's ties to Jean Benet as a bombshell arrest in the case that uh, lambastic the Boulder police for failing to consider him as more of a credible suspect. So basically, like, Ali Gray, the private investigator, is like, the Boulder police didn't look into this guy as much as they should have. Yeah. He was a really strong suspect that they just missed out on.
1: I will say there were 38, I think, registered sex offenders in the neighborhood that the, the Ramseys lived Which is, <laughs> that's, an that's an insane amount. amount that's an insane
0: offenders. amount of That's an insane amount. Soon after, Oliva's high school friend, Michael Vail, stepped forward with an allegation supporting Gray's suspicion. Vail claimed that not long after the murder, a distraught Oliver had called him on the phone and confessed to his longtime pal that he hurt.
1: Hurt a little girl oh i hurt a little girl
0: veil vale revealed to t- in touch magazine earlier this year that he was particularly unsettled by how the knots used to fashion the garotte that strangled john Bonet were similar to those used in an incident where oliva attempted to choke his mother with a telephone cord
1: holy shits so we'd been known to strangle someone before
0: and also used the same knot and,
1: and, and he called had a picture his of john ramsey
0: and called his friend saying he hurt a little girl
1: yeah, he could be credible. And their window in the basement was broken. Yeah. So potentially a suspect could have, like, broken in when they were gone for six hours at their party.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliva was also rumored to possibly have connections to a theory that links marks found on Jean Benet's body to an encounter with a stun gun. Oliva had one on him at the time of the initial arrest. So there, was, there were marks found on Jean Benet's body that looked like they could be a stun gun used to, like, encapitate her.
1: Yeah. And he had a fucking stun gun.
0: Yeah. So that's that's theory he could have done one.
1: It. He could have seriously done it.
0: That's theory one that I'm giving you. Okay. Oliver. Yeah. Uh, theory number two. In 2006, a former school teacher, Jean, not Jean. Jean-Marc Carr.
1: Jean-Marc Jean-Marc
0: Carr confessed out of the blue to the 90, 1996 strangulation of Jean Benet in graphic sexual detail. Carr was arrested in Thailand where he'd been living on the lamb after facing child pornography. Living on the lamb? <laughs> I don't know Are why Are you I sure that's not supposed to land. say that. <laughs> Land. <laughs> living on the lamb. Living on the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it. Anyway. Uh, Carr was arrested in Thailand where he was living on the land after facing child pornography charges in the U.S., the now 51-year-old initially brought himself into the mess by reaching out to a University of Colorado Boulder professor named Michael Tracy over an email regards to a documentary Tracy was making on the case. Once, those emails took a disturbing turn, revealing the grown man's sexual fantasy for Jean Binet, Tracy reported car to the police who arrested him in Bangkok as a possible suspect. Oh
1: my god, that he, is disgusting.
0: Right? horrible so like sent this very graphic message being like i did it and here's exactly what i did
1: Ew, that's disgusting even if he didn't do it like that's a disgusting email to send yeah you have to be fucked up to send that sort of email
0: so he was immediately flown to boulder for questioning but was ultimately cleared for because his dna didn't match the profile of any known male found on the waistband of jean benet's long john so like didn't match wasn't even close yeah was like okay damn
1: so he's just a fucking creep
0: yeah uh Carr's demented confess or confession involved a series of diary entries allegedly written from the scene of the crime in one dramatic account Carr recalls strangling jean benet in a love game gone wrong
1: close your pretty eyes sweetheart
0: reads the excerpt in which Carr repeatedly refers to himself as daxis
1: daxis loves you so much oh god i love you jean benet and my lover's eyes are slowly closing. Ew! 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 ew, ew. Stop it, John!
0: Disgusting. Car's alleged involvement broke international headlines, and his earnest instances on having killed her were enough to set off a media fiasco. So basically, the media just like took hold of this and yeah. ran with it. However, he was ultimately dismissed as a suspect altogether and written off as a pedophile who was whose notoriety and fame was like at the forefront the whole time. Officials also failed to verify that he was never, if he was ever in Boulder at that so time. They
1: do not even know if he was in fucking Boulder. No, but he they just were had like, weird fucking fantasies about this girl who had a lot of pictures on the internet, was in like pageants and shit, and then he wrote that nasty ass email. Yeah, that is so nasty. Disgusting, right? That is nasty
0: so my last one is that little documentary i watched on inside news uh so ollie gray was hired in 1996 and has been working on the case since he said that he believed that they had a plethora of evidence pointing to a neighbor michael helgoth michael was a troubled 26 year old at the time that died later from a gunshot less a gunshot wound less than two months after john's murder originally it was thought that to be a suicide but ollie gray claims that he might have been murdered to keep him quiet The main evidence comes from an identical boot print matching the tread of one of Michael Helgoth shoes and the high tech logo that was like found in the shoe print at the crime scene. Uh, It was reported that Michael and the Ramseys got into a property dispute at some point and the Helgoth suicide took place two days after uh, Boulder police said they were making huge headway and coming to a close to a suspect. So uh, two days after they had made a report being like, we found a lot of evidence, he killed yeah. himself.
1: Damn. So, wow.
0: And that's one that Ollie Gray didn't really tell much on this little docu thing, because I don't think he legally can, but he was like, it is my strong opinion that this guy was the murderer.
1: yeah. Well, and that looks very suspicious. I don't know, like, maybe mm-hmm. he was having other issues, but still.
0: Yeah, and I didn't go back and rewatch it, but Katie sent me a video a while ago that was about oh, yeah. the jean Bonnet case, basically with some people that yeah. were uh-huh. doing blood tests. you talk about it in yours? I do. Okay, good. We can
1: good. talk about it first, actually, before we talk about the family. So this is... Um, this is I'm done. That's
0: my side of conspiracies. Woo!
1: Woo! I think Woo! it might have been
0: Oliver, the Oliver, the, the first, first guy. One? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, these guys, the video that I sent you. Yeah. So they're this team of two people. They're just like they're scientists. They're like uh, like engineer people, g- genetic people. I don't know, but they're not tied to the FBI, they're not tied to the police. They've just been conducting their own investigation because they're incredibly interested in this case. And on the Gazette show, um, radio show on August 11th, 2021, uh, the two gentlemen, they run something called Team JBI or John Bennet investigation. Uh, they claimed that they had found the DNA of a killer. So they claimed that they went to an advanced lab and got a 100% DNA match for the killer. Uh, that they got a cigarette from one of the supposed suspects and tested it against the previous DNA samples. So then they said that they faxed a letter to the district attorney after the Boulder Police claimed that they wouldn't take the evidence. So the Boulder Police said that they weren't interested in seeing this DNA match.
0: Interesting. Yep, they
1: said, no, we don't want to see it, sorry. We don't want any, like, fake evidence. So they faxed a letter to the district attorney, and they called them and said, you can send whatever evidence you have, like, to us and the Boulder Police so they sent a copy to the district attorney and the boulder police who have both been confirmed to have they received it they confirmed Mm that they received it and they claimed that the dna did not match anyone in the family so for more info with these guys they do run a facebook page that's like it's a little i don't know i go back and forth like they do have a lot of like pertinent information and they update it every day but they are older like they're in their late 40s so it's kind of
0: weird that they're obsessed with this case
1: yeah and they're bad at posting on facebook like, they're very, yeah. like, the way that they phrase things is very, like, just posting to, like, get the information out, but it doesn't always, like, make sense. Sense. And I don't know. So, hard to digest. Uh, whether or not they're credible, I'm not entirely sure. But they do think that there were three people who did this murder, and that one of them was a woman. And, uh, like, a woman who's, like, a nurse or something that they snuck in during the six hour party. Um, they haven't said, like, necessarily who they think they're tied to because it's being investigated. Yeah, interesting. And that's as of 2021.
0: Which is very cool.
1: Yeah, so The most
0: updated investigation, you know?
1: Indeed. This investigation is seriously, like, so many people are interested in this shit. Like, people want to know who killed John B. Ramsey. Mm Mm-hmm. So once again, all of these are just conspiracies. Burke, don't you fucking sue me. So, <laughs> Please
0: don't. We're already poor. Please. But Burke, maybe sign up for our Patreon.
1: Yeah, and then we'll do an episode about how you're innocent.
0: Yeah, about how you specifically are innocent. How yes. you never would have ever done this.
1: Yes. Ha <laughs> 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 Um. So, Benet's murder case um, came on the heels of the OJ Simpson trial. So it quickly gained traction in news outlets around the world so the case had a public view and police um really sought to question the benet's parents Jean benet's parents um particularly when you start with children of this age when they die they tend to die at the hands of their parents garrett who kevin garrett who's a police officer told 2020 which is a news source so the focus is naturally going to be on the parents to begin with now in the house the ransom note is written on a pad that belongs to patsy he said police began to suspect that the Ramseys had harmed their child in some way, then panicked and tried to create basically a kidnapping scenario. So Felt. Yeah. Yeah. So the first suspect is the dad. So Linda Ardent, the first police officer to arrive at the scene that morning, the one who stepped down later, looked through the house to no avail. And so then she sent Ramsey and the neighbor to search the house. And he made a beeline straight for the basement, which is really like crazy that he did that and immediately found his child, even though there was someone who said that they already searched that area and they didn't find anything.
0: So it's weird
1: that he found her immediately. And he had been told to leave her, but he carried her up, removed the tape, and he even covered her up with a throw blanket, which further destroyed vital evidence. And that is when Linda started to feel that perhaps Mr. Ramsey knew too much. So she made no secret of her suspicions towards the family. (laughs) She said that when she was kneeling beside John Bonet's body, she felt like she was inches away from John Ramsey and was convinced that the murderer was in the house with her, and she claimed to have quietly counted the bullets in her holster, just in case she had to use one. So she was so scared that they were the murderers.
0: That's so interesting. You talking about this moment made me realize, wasn't there somebody that literally got sent in as like a emotional support counselor to the crime scene. Wasn't that also one of the people that was dirtying the crime scene? There were two of them. And they were the ones that were like, we should clean up. That would help that would help us all feel better. Like stupid bitches. Yeah. What I'm just remembering that weird fact about the story. That's another part of the the puzzle of like why were these hippie counselors here that
1: Shouldn't have been at the crime Shouldn't scene. Shouldn't have been at the that crime
0: come scene. Like a day or two later. Telling these people to clean up. Also, dirtying more of the crime scene by having people there. I don't know. Yeah, Just they fucked up. up.
1: They fucked up. The crime scene was completely ruined. Um, and Ardent wasn't the only one who found Ramsey's behavior that morning strangely suspect. You know, they overheard John making the arrangements to fly to Atlanta. And. Um, You know, they also had a lot of, like, innuendos that began to circulate surrounding sexual abuse, even though no evidence was found, um, DNA-wise, there wasn't, like, any semen or anything, Mm -hmm. you know, no DNA near that area, um, and Ramsey said, there's no history, a person doesn't go throughout their lives as a normal human being, and then one night turn into a monster, slaughter their daughter, go to bed, and get up and act normal from there on. That doesn't happen. And he has been the head of a lot of documentaries, is what I'll say.
0: Genuinely. Yeah.
1: I don't think John did it.
0: And I think because he's just said so much, it's easy to tie words into a idea that he did do it. Yeah. But he is super suspicious. Like...
1: Yeah. Yeah. He just
0: did a lot of very wrong things. And even that whole conversation that he had about Secret Santa is still... Like, the Secret Special Santa...
1: Yeah, that's weird. Still
0: leads into a weird, possible... Like molestation,
1: something, an arrangement with a friend maybe gone wrong yeah. or something, and he was a rich businessman, and I don't know, I don't trust them.
0: Which is why there's a long shot theory. I'm before I say the theory, long shot theory, that Epstein is involved with the case. You know, like
1: that is a long shot. Just
0: because, like, rich people, he got a hundred and eighteen thousand dollars for a bonus. Like, he's part of the rich people faction. Yeah. Epstein is insane, like, the reach that he had. And even, like, people are still tied into him that, like, Chrissy Hegan is yeah. tied Naomi to- Naomi Campbell. You know? Like, so many people.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's why it's like, well, it could be it a could. thing.
1: It could. Very well be. It could have been, like, a case where he did have That would make sense,
0: a team of people. And,
1: yeah. But it's so nasty still. You know, like, it's nasty. And they could have paid off the police, though, in that case, too. If it was, like, something like that. Um, Putting the
0: police quitting as more information starts coming out.
1: Yeah. As they're being paid off, question mark. But...
0: (coughs) Able to retire. mm
1: Mm-hmm. (coughs) Mm-hmm. So, the second conspiracy is Burke. Burke was nine. You didn't Um, do
0: it, buddy. You didn't do it.
1: You didn't do it. Don't sue us. Do not sue us. Please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so CBS aired the case of jambonay ramsey a two-part documentary that um reinvestigated the evidence of the crime with a select group of fbi and forensic experts including retired profile profiler jim Clemente. yeah weird that you can be a profiler a professional fbi profiler fuck you um and that's
0: so fun though
1: profiling people for a living
0: I mean, but, like, serial killer, what's their brain It thinking? seems
1: racist to me. <laughs> I'm like, what do you, what do you, how yeah, do you study that?
0: But, I mean, how many of these, like, est- 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 infamous serial killers are people of color?
1: Almost none of them.
0: So, Literally. I yeah. don't think that his killer I- profiling is necessarily... yeah i think the institution in a, of the fbi police force is inherently racist but i don't yeah. know if a profiler's job
1: criminology scares me because it is all based like so much on personal opinion and it is like a social science
0: i would love so, to my cousin has a degree in criminal justice and oh, i would love it. to she's a coroner now which is fucking awesome but i would just love Cringes. to pick her brain about her like Criminal justice education. Yeah, I think she did criminal justice in forensics.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, those pair together really well. I mean, I mean, you're investigating very specific things. Yeah, now she's murders. a coroner. Badass. Yeah, that is like seriously badass. That is the Lord's work. Um, so in this documentary, they leaned their suspicions towards Burke uh, as closely as possible without making any sort of formal accusation and they set up a compelling theory um they had a famed forensic investigator they had a famed forensic investigator Werner Spitz who uh reviewed
0: Werner <laughs> Spitz
1: Werner Spitz he <laughs> re- reviewed John Bonnet's autopsy and included a perfectly rectangular defect that he suspected came from a bloat little girl's head with a blunt heavy flashlight seen in a photo on the kitchen counter in the crime scene photos he claimed that the flashlight fit the eight and a half inch gash in her skull to the perfection they used like a a child skull and hit it like a real child skull they got it and they hit it with a flashlight
0: from michael's or something
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like one of the (laughs) halloween ones they're real you didn't know that
0: you didn't know that yeah michael's actually sells
1: human skulls
0: a human child skull do you
1: know on tumblr there was like the bone witch who would go out to the cemetery and like get bones from graves and sell them on the internet
0: no yeah i saw apparently somebody on tiktok is like a guy that collects human body parts like that which is interesting
1: that is so weird
0: i don't think it should be legal
1: to collect human body parts yeah no that's like some curiosity cabinet shit weird um so you know he did this little Experiment with a child's skull, it fit it to the perfection. However, there was no trace evidence of either John Bonnet or Burke found on the flashlight. Um However, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that they could have cleaned it off. Everything so much
0: time to clean. Yeah, so much time.
1: Also, all of the family was like, we don't know that flashlight. That's not ours. That's not our flashlight. If, if that was the murder weapon, of course, they're going to fucking be like, that's not our flashlight. No. I
0: don't, I've i never seen a flashlight in my entire life. Uh, What's a flashlight? I don't know what that is. I uh, don't
1: know. We've got a candle here. We're using a candle. I'll, we're just,
0: we live by candlelight. Uh,
1: no, we never use no them,
0: flashlights yeah. here.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> like a collection <laughs> of flashlights in the background. They're closing <laughs> the closet. <laughs>
0: Burke scurrying to close <laughs> it. <they're> like,
1: <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the flashlight became even more suspicious when tied to the pineapple scenario, a theory that suggested that Chompane had taken a slice of fruit from Burke's late night snack found on the dining room table um as there's the piece of a digested pineapple that was found in her stomach so they think like maybe she took that and he was trying to like eat that and he got mad at his older brother and hit her with a flashlight and then the wounds on her back um that were assumed to have come from an encounter with a stun gun were consistent with the edges of one of burke's toy train tracks which Spitz suggested might have been used by burke to poke his sister's unconscious body for response so or maybe
0: she like landed on it
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: If she, like, fell backwards or fell forwards, wherever the stun gun thing was, maybe she landed on it. Because it was Christmas, so they're going to be playing with their toys everywhere.
1: Totally. And if he was angry enough at her to hit her with a flashlight, like, who's to say he didn't beat the shit out of her? Her,
0: yeah. You know? Exactly.
1: She could have fallen. He could have dragged her across it. Like, there could be... He could have Which would also make sense if her. he was
0: awake, and then Patsy wrote the letter with John. John telling her what to write.
1: Yeah, if they accidentally, if he'd accidentally killed her, and they were covering up for him. Yeah. Um, but Burke shot back <coughs> immediately. <coughs> Big water bottle foot, 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 mm. feet, feet,
0: foot, foot. Feet. foot, foot. Ooh, feet, feet, foot, foot. Um. (coughs) Good.
1: Okay, but Burke shot back immediately after this documentary was uh, released, and his attorney, L. Lynn Wood, claimed that CBS perpetrated. L. Woods? L. Woods. L. Woods. L. Lynn Woods. (laughs) From. Legally Blonde. Whoa, Mm -hmm. I cannot believe. Life and in action. Yeah and they sued for defamation and um, oh
0: my god you guys said
1: that cbs perpetrated a fraud on its viewers and then um like it in like 2019 or something i don't know wood filed a um filed a 150 million dollar lawsuit against spitz for potentially defamatory
0: potential defamation
1: yeah, potential defamation statements um, that he made about Burke.
0: Oh, defamatory!
1: Defamatory! They he sued him for one hundred fifty million uh, for defamatory statements that he made about Burke. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. So they're suing. There's like seriously, yeah. they'll. Su-
0: I wonder. I wonder if that's why he did that interview on Doctor Phil that I saw.
1: Uh, the actually the documentary came out after the interview. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, the interview was one of the first times that he had broken his silence, too. So. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's weird. Dr. Phil was like, I don't know if he could have <clears throat> murdered him or whatever in, like, a post-interview. But I, I don't know. He had a lot of years to, like, pretend to not be guilty. So. Yeah. The last family member, uh, who people suspect, is Patsy. So, I don't think Patsy would have done it. She had cancer, and Jean Bonet was her everything, uh, but she did force Jean Bonnet to do pageants, and at one point she said that if she ever didn't want to do it, she would tell her too bad, basically, and just like make her continue Boo. to do
0: pageants. Because she
1: was a pageant person herself, whatever. Fuck
0: that, though. Yeah. Boo.
1: It's, it's a problem. Um, and Jean Bonnet had a bedwetting problem, and the neighbors had said that on a few occasions they heard Patsy yelling, possibly at Jean Bonnet, so there's a theory that suggests that Patsy acted violently after Jean Bonnet wet the bed and killed her. Or. That she wrote this letter uh, to cover up Burke murdering. Yeah. John
0: Plausible. I think the Burke situation is more plausible. Burke, you didn't do it. But I think that mm. one's plausible. I think the us plausible. I think the rich people breaking in...
1: Is, is plausible. It's yeah.
0: plausible. Yeah. I think these are all plausible thoughts.
1: I don't know if this will ever be a case that's solved. They ruined the crime scene, straight up. Yeah. And the Boulder Police have been really um, uncooperative, unresponsive, and it's a case that has gotten a lot of media attention, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of false information Yeah. mixed in with real information.
0: Exactly, which is a lot to dissect. Even stuff we've given tonight is probably skewed by yeah. our viewpoints of our sources that we've got it from, you know?
1: Yeah. So our apologies if it's a little skewed, but... We're happy to have shared the story with you. It's a long one, guys. So it's a long one.
0: Thank you for being here. I think this is the longest podcast we've done so far.
1: Yeah, but maybe you enjoyed the ride.
0: I hope you enjoyed the ride. We've been we were going to do this one like our very first conspiracy week and then we were like no we need some practice under our belt
1: yeah because this is a big case you guys like there's so much information out there if you go on an internet dive
0: and this is our like 90 day podcast like this is our we just hit three months of podcasting Woo! so
1: epic high five
0: epic high five moment but yeah we like i think this was a good time for us to do this
1: yeah i'm proud of us please don't sue us anybody please don't sue us anybody we don't really know who did it we're just talking about conspiracy. So we're just shooting shit. Uh, That's all we're doing, shooting the shit. Smoking, shooting. Burke did have a shit smearing problem. Did I mention that? He used to smear shit on the walls, and evidence of his shit was found in Jomini's room.
0: That's so funny. That
1: oh, is so funny. TBT Do to when you were in I think he's into, like, scat play here. now. Ew, uh, Somebody ew, had uh, to say
0: it. Somebody had to say it.
1: That is so. I don't want to. Uh, if you're into that, like, you can make your own decisions, but I don't approve.
0: Do you think, Burke?
1: (laughs) Burke, do you do it? Sue it's for defamation if you... Don't. Don't, Please don't don't do do it. it.
0: Anyway, I don't think we need to do a three-sentence summary. No. We both told the story. I mean, you told the story, and I jumped in for five minutes. But but,
1: you know the story. Yeah. we've gone through the story. But, girl, boss, gatekeep, gaslight. Gaslight.
0: Right now, I'm feeling gatekept from sleep.
1: Yeah. Right now I'm feeling gaslit from water.
0: Water.
1: Yeah, drinking this truly.
0: Anyway, you know where to find us.
1: Killer Cush Podcast. On. on Twitter.
0: Instagram.
1: Facebook.
0: Snapchat. No. MySpace. Maybe. And you go to our link tree in the bio.
1: On all of the social medias, it's there.
0: It's there somewhere. Yeah. If it's not in the bio, it's in the description. Click on it, look at it, explore yeah. it.
1: Submit a listener story. We have to have listener stories in order to post a listener stories listener episode. listener stories, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you subscribe to our Patreon, we've now recorded three, the sessions, which is a little quick session with us, where we, you know, we're actually It's our actually in-between smoking. moment, yeah. yeah. And just talking about, we got a little too deep. This week. this
0: week, yeah. This so, week we hit hard, but
1: but we we hope you listen, we hope you subscribe. Let us know if there's ways to improve any stories you have. Yeah. Any recommendations, review us on Apple Podcasts if you can do that.
0: Yeah, apparently that's a thing that we have to worry yeah. about now.
1: Yeah. I I've just heard other podcasters say that. I was like, honestly, I don't even know what that entails. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, just do it, please.
1: Yeah, and we love you.
0: Thank you. Have a good night.
1: Give us a big smooch.
0: Tell your dad I said hello
1: unless he's dead <laughs> <coughs> foot foot. Mm. foot feet feet foot foot, foot. oh feet feet foot foot, foot.